There it is. There it is. There it is. The, the red light goes on. We're live. We are spreading the gospel over the LinkedIn land. And I'm happy to be back home. What a tremendous time in Nashville. Um, you can't make this shit up. Call Lyft to take us to the airport and we get picked up by a, a Lyft driver. Ida. <laughs> really? What? Right through the door, baby. <laughs> so that's awesome. It was uh, what a trip. Nashville's one of those towns for me, very much like Vegas. You can't be there all the time. I mean, you just get sucked. The food itself. <laughs> you walk out like a sodium ball coming out of there. <laughs> like, yeah, but oh man, yeah, when you sent me the pictures of the barbecue that you guys were eating, the cornbread and the coleslaw, and it's like, oh man, there's just nothing like that. Yeah, you know, so when I sat down at that place, which, you know, the story is great, I asked the bartender at one of the places, where do all of the local people go? And she said, Martin's. I went to Martin's. I sat down. I couldn't decide what to get. So I ordered the like the everything platter, you know, the big brother. <laughs> You know, just like that. So he must have known that I was a rookie. I was going to say, yeah, look at the guy who never comes to Nashville. (laughs) (laughs) It was ribs and brisket and it was great. But I will tell you this. I felt like I should have had the pulled pork sandwich because that's always the best. Yeah, no doubt. Brisket, so, uh, so hard to turn down a good brisket. So yeah. hard to turn down a good brisket. Oh, it was so delicious. Every bite was fantastic. Um, the guy had served, um, you know, uh, coleslaw and this other kind of broccoli slaw. And then I said, hey, I- we had ordered beans. Oh, no problem. Boom. He comes, he brings out the beans. The beans were loaded with jalapenos. It was you know, they just it. spicy. That's what I'm talking about. Food is food. It's righteous. We got a nice weekend coming up. It is September First, a whole bunch of stuff. Um, Hello, September. You know, for me and my whole career, it has always been a logical break to say, okay, summer's over. Let's get our shit in gear because September is going to take us right through. Well, they um, count now in the football world. Now they count. You've been practicing for a month. You've been scrimmaging against each other and you've been scrimmaging against other teams with no consequence. They count now. Now they go in the record. They so. count now, which, which is exactly right. They count now. So uh, lots of good football stuff coming up this weekend. Tremendous, you know, stuff going on. Later. Get it. Tomorrow Later night. Weekend. Tomorrow night. There's like 30 football games. Unbelievable. Like. Unbelievable. JJP is in the house. Nice to see you, my friend. Uh, lots of good stuff. So we're at 8 o'clock. Let's do some wake-up stuff, and then we got lots of great content. This So before we get started, September 1st, major birthday shout out to Dorcas talking about food. Dorcas, make us something good. Let's sing. Happy <laughs> birthday. Happy 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 birthday. Happy
happy birthday, my dear. Enjoy your special day. A quick recap of my trip to Nashville, aside from the food and the people, because there's some great music. I was on stage again, which uh, there is nothing like having a couple of hundred people really waiting to hear what you had to say. I wrote a brand new uh, keynote for this because uh, these people had heard me speak a couple of times, both virtually and in person. And as you might expect, crushed it. <laughs> <laughs> if you do say so yourself. <laughs> I got to give myself a review. It was, uh, you know, super comfortable, super happy with the, the content. You and I do so much banter here. I took some of that, created the top 10 business basics that people need to be focused on. And they were incredibly excited and really, really, really fun stuff. A so I have a question for you. I have a question because, because, uh, you know, there's a lot of people talking about the start of football season, the U and Florida state. And, you know, I think most people just tend to go, well, winning is success for those teams. And I can tell you right now that for Florida state winning against Notre Dame is not the, the bar, right? That, that'd be great if it happens, but that's not what success looks like for them in the first week. What does success look like for you when you get on stage? What does that mean when you come off and you feel like you killed it? Because you've had ones where you felt you weren't so sure that that was the case. What defines success for you in that setting? Um, really good question. So uh, total preparedness. I was prepared. I was marinating in the content and I was excited to share it with people. Um, it was new and it was fresh. It was like I redid the playbook. So whenever you have new, you want to see how it fits in the crowd. So I was excited to see the reaction. I've been doing work with these people for a long time and I wanted to over deliver. So success for me was um, preparing confidence and then uh, reaction. Reaction and over delivering. I love that. I mean, you really, you really, that's, I mean, to me, if you just use those parameters as success, like were you prepared walking into it? What was the reaction that you got from it? And did you over deliver? I don't like, I don't care what you like. If it's Dorcas's birthday, I don't care if you're cooking something. I don't care if you're in sales, if you're in real estate. Like, if those are your metrics for success, those are great metrics. I, I think so. And I hold myself to a high regard. Um, Rachel, who, uh, who joins us, you know, she was there. And so when you get off stage, <coughs> very much like, you know, a performer. You know, when people react well to you, go like, damn, that was amazing. Thank you for doing that. Um, you know, and I was, I brought it. I brought all the energy. I brought everything I had, left it on the stage, and then went out and partied. So thank you for that. Quick shout out. Um, there are two podcasts that are launching today. One is one that I did with a fellow named Chris Herman. He owns the Herman Agency. Um, we will share it in the huddle. We will share the link um, through email. Um, he asked amazing questions and it was really fun to actually physically be in his studio so make sure to check that out and then on Tuesdays you know I launch um we launched yesterday tell me something good with a really cool dude and look at the shirt he's wearing Mark <laughs> trust the process I trust love that process. so Howard is a longtime friend of mine way back to compliments if you can imagine and huh. he's the CEO of Kelly Cronenberg and uh, COO sorry and um what a cool entrepreneur. What a cool culture. They have graffiti all over the walls in their office. And so it's a really cool interview about setting your own parameters. And there's no what's possible. What could we do? How do we do it? So really, really fun stuff. Um, but we have other birthdays today, right? 
And it's Barry Gibbs' birthday. He's the last of the Gibbs that is alive. But boy, they have treated us so well with leaving us great music and stuff like that, that you have to pay tribute to Barry Gibb on his birthday. Shay? Hello, <laughs> yes. oh, Shay. Wake oh, up. Sorry, hold on. It's the video of Barry Gibb, please, sometime today. For some reason. Hold knock, knock. <laughs> it's the Barry Gibb Talk Show. Tonight, Barry's guests are. Former California recall candidate Ariana Huffington. Discussing politics. Lieutenant Governor Cruz Bustamante. And the issues of the day. Author of Lies and the Lying Liars Who Tell Them. I want to talk to you. A fair and balanced look at the right. Author Al Franken. You may not promise And as always. I'm still gonna talk to you. Barry's brother Robin. I don't care what you say. So that is another duo that when they get together, they are always so funny. Jimmy Fallon and, and Justin Timberlake, they do unbelievable skits together. Super, super talented guys um, who, correct, put out, you know, that's not the only skit that they do. That's Oh, hilarious. my God. They do but so many good they, stuff together. They really do look like Barry and Robin. Yeah, and sound like him. They do a great job. <laughs> Really awesome stuff. So let's go back to focusing on September. Interesting fact about September, a British survey showed that 69% of people who responded believe that September is the time for small improvements, not January. January is a very distracted time to start with all kinds of new stuff. And, you know, so um, because of post-holiday exhaustion and all that kind of stuff, September is the time when you can make improvements. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people equate, you know, September to getting back into more of a routine, right? Like January, you're coming off the holidays, you're starting a new year. There's a lot of things that are pulling away as distractions. And same, come, like you're coming out of summer. Most people use August still as a time to get back. September is the groove, like Kids are going to school. Sports are starting. Like I know Kai is slammed right now. Like he's in kindergarten Monday through Friday. And now he's got baseball practice at night games on Saturdays. Like all of a sudden you got a lot of routine in your life. So it's a lot easier to make those changes because a lot of people attach something new to something they're already doing. So a uh, sly fox comes in uh, with the, it's the Jewish New Year. Jewish New Year. And, and for me, it's always been while I don't look at September first that way. I look at the day after Labor Day, and they call it Labor Day for a reason. Celebrate! Hey, let's get back to work. So um, we do have some cool things about September that we can talk about. It is self. A self-care awareness month. And so let's get into if you really want to turn your life around, you really want to turn your business around, really want to turn anything around, September's the time to do that. Let's have some music to celebrate. Stop. 
Well, so first of all, happy birthday to that. To Gloria, the queen. The queen, the queen of Miami. Um, I actually saw Gloria Estefan and the Miami Sound Machine long before they were anything. I saw right. them at a bar <laughs> in Hollywood called Hemingway's, and they were just the house band, and they were so good yeah. with the horns, and they were just yeah. like, these guys got to get good, like big. And sure enough, they did. And great to celebrate that song. They did tons of music that were amazing. They've done tons of things for Miami. So shout out to her. We'll spend the rest of the show talking about self-awareness, self-care. And we'll start out this story. So when you go on a plane and they go through the whole mechanics of safety, precaution and everything up front, they say in case of emergency, the mask will drop down. What do they tell you to do with the mask? Place it over your mouth and... You first before anybody else, because if you <laughs> can't breathe, you can't take care of anybody else. Correct. Best example of if you don't take care of yourself, everything around you crumbles, whether you believe it or not. There are people who count on you, whether, yep. you know, and we did this in another show, the roles that we all play, parents, you know, sibling, you know, CEO, salesman, friend, boppity, boppity, but, you know, the roles go on. Somebody is depending on you to be the cog in there, you know, to be, play a role, a piston in their engine. And if you don't take care of you, Right. And, and, and this is a very serious subject. So I want your your feedback on, you know, from an athletic standpoint, too. You know, guys got to take care of themselves. Yeah, you have an individual responsibility. Like, I don't care if you're an athlete, if you're just, you know, you're, you're in a business, you're in a family. The individual responsibility to take care of yourself and make sure that you are right before. And like when we when I deal with people and they come with problems. A lot of times the problems can be solved by fixing themselves first. They're looking at the symptoms and they're blaming all of the things around them that are happening. And we can usually get back to a point where it's something that they're doing. It's something that they have responsibility for that can affect that outcome and change the thing that's causing negative behaviors in their life. And so, I, I, you know, that to me is I had a conversation with Andy Hill the other day. You know, one of the episodes of Path, we talked about, you know, choosing the people that are around you. If you're bitching about people that are having a negative effect on you, you have control over them being in your life. You get to decide whether or not they're there to do that for you. So you have the individual responsibility for your self-care, but that requires self-awareness. Self and that's a, that's a thing that not, not a lot of people, you know, do very well. So I'm going to jump back for one second. Ed Dykes hit it on the head. Raffles was in North Miami Beach. It was in the 163rd Street Mall. And they played there too. That's exactly yeah, right. Awesome. So here's the thing that you do not know. Raffles was owned by Dennis Max of Bert and Max and, uh, you know, Max Rappaport and yeah. unbelievable uh, memory lane on restaurants there. So great yeah. job. So, you know, in this, this era of, overwork and overthing. You know, I remember Lori Salarillo said in one of the sessions we had, she learned early on that she paid a babysitter 
to come and sit with the kids ahead of time. She planned that time to get away because she knew if she didn't have any alone time, it would affect her time with her family, her kids and, you know, her business and everything like that. So it really, really is important. So the questions are, are you reserving time for yourself every day? Are you doing that? And how do you do that more? Yeah. So, I mean, that, that time for myself is early in the morning. You know, I, I kind of pair, you know, I pair that with, I get up before Gabby, I take the dog out for a walk, get her energy out and then put her back in the crate. And I've got 30 minutes to myself that I use as content creation time. I'm reading, I'm writing, I'm creating my posts for the day. I'm being creative in that time. That's my time. Nobody ever gets in that time. I'm not on LinkedIn looking at notifications. I'm not handling email. That is 100% me. And I start my day that way, which then projects me to do whatever else I do throughout the day. But my mind is right. I've already gotten in that creative mindset and created something. I feel good. I accomplished something. Christy talks about the morning gym. So I love that because it all goes back to what you calendar. You know, for me, anybody that asks me to look at my calendar today, same day next month, same day the month after, I have pre-blocked time for me. I, you know... I don't even know if you can see that really on it, but like that's the 4 a.m. block. Yeah, thousand percent. Like I'm from 4.30 on, it's scheduled. And in there is, is walk and play with Louise. And in there is content creation. In there is drive to the gym. In there is workout. Like even though I know I'm going to do it, it's on there so that I'm accountable to it. I'm so glad you went here, Mark, because we have a whole list of things we can go over, but it's pretty basic. If you schedule it, it gets done, number yep. one. Number two is the brain is a finite closet. The more little shit that you put in there that just gnaws at you, I got to remember to do this, I got to drive, I got to do it. Get it on your calendar. Well, it's interesting. You know, I, I, The post I put out this morning was from my Winning Edge Wednesday, which I've been breaking down Bill Walsh's book, The Winning Edge, Ooh. Finding the Winning Edge. And part of that is situational awareness, right? One thing that he did that revolutionized coaching was he stopped looking at the game as a whole. And he started looking at individual situations of games, only studying that part to figure out how to build a strategy and what tactics to use to only win that specific part of the game. Well, if you looked at your life that way, and said, okay, I'm going to schedule myself in a way that allows me to be situationally aware on what's happening, you take the thinking out of it. That's what it did for the players. I no longer have to think about the entire playbook and what might happen. I know that when we're in these situations, these are the plays we're going to call. That's it. I got three of them. So now I don't think about it anymore. I spend time reacting and doing and playing fast, which shout out to Coach Wanstat, who always talked about you know, clear mind, fast feet. That's what it means. In order to have the clear mind, you got to have direct understanding of what it is that you're going to be doing. And the more, con the more you know, confusion you put in there, the more information you put in there, the less possible it is for you to really think. Speaking of Coach Wanstad, I'm going to see if he's available Friday to do a football Friday with us. He'll have be great. Break, you know, be great. I know he watches through Twitter. Shout out, Coach. I know it's a busy weekend. I know this is all your glory. But you know what? Situational awareness for me, I put in my basics. I didn't use those words. I used if then. You know, right. If this happens, then I'm going to do this. And 
You know, every single person that when we start coaching with them, they go, I really want more work life balance. Let me tell you something. Bullshit. <laughs> there is no such thing. It's yeah. a fallacy. It's what we were trained to reach for. It doesn't exist. You do what you love, right? And you schedule it in within your day. You're never working. It's just fun. It's just doing. It's interacting. It's doing the things that you're good at. So if you want to be self-aware, look at the things that make you unhappy and get rid of them. Yep. You know, you say to somebody, hey, listen, man, you know, it's like knocking my head up against the wall. Well, guess what? Stop knocking your head up against the wall. Well, people say this all the time. Oh, I hate that. That happens to me all the time. Stop doing it. Warren Buffett said, say no. Say no to your own behavior. Say no to your own bad habits. Say no to your own bad traffic patterns because they're all in your head. But most people, so that's self-awareness. You know, when are you spending time with yourself? When are you spending time reflecting on what you're actually doing and how that aligns with what you want? Like when you identify things that make you feel good, things that give you energy, whether it be the gym, whether it be reading, whether it be writing, whether it be watching certain shows, whatever it is that gives you the energy, where do you have that on your calendar? You have everything for work scheduled. All of the shit that somebody else has told you that you have to do, you have scheduled. But where are you scheduling the things that you know you need for you? That's a part of creating that self-awareness and giving that self-care to yourself is by prioritizing what you need in order to be successful. Love it. What a great conversation. Anybody wants to pick up the dialogue with me about this self-care, self-awareness thing, number one trait in leaders is to be self-aware. How are you showing up to other people? How are you showing up in the mirror? Once you do that, and there was a study done, thank you, Jake, for getting me this, by Warren Rustin, who said the average person doesn't discover who they are until 45. I will tell you, I can validate that, that from 45 to 61 have been the best years of my life because I know who I am, I know what I want to do, and I do it every day. Let's go. Let's get down to business. Let's go. Please don't worry about me. I'm about to let my heart speak. My friends keep telling me to leave this. So let's get down. Let's get down to business. Let's get down. Let's get down to business. Give you one more night. One more night to get this. We've had a million, million nights just like this So let's get down, let's get down to business